Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I brought the microphone with me because I'm on the road. Last night I did, a, I, re, I was really proud of last night's episode. It was a lot longer than I usually do. I was inspired by watching Night of the Living Dead, which I'd never seen before. And then after that, I watched Beetlejuice. I hadn't watched Beetlejuice in a while. And I tried to make it, I'm, I don't really have too many Halloween traditions except going out for candy and dressing up, which I still do on occasion. But film-wise, I remember a couple of times I would watch The Shining, A Clockwork Orange. But to watch um, Beetlejuice, and Beetlejuice, like I said, I've, <laughs> I've seen so many times as a little kid, start to finish. It's Tim Burton at his best. Uh, this was, of course, a year before Tim Burton and Michael Keaton would do Batman and lead to two other movies. But Beetlejuice, and then and then in between I talked about Heathers because it was Winona Ryder's birthday. I would be remiss if I don't mention Richard Dreyfuss, whom I always really enjoyed. I mean, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, The Goodbye Girl, Jaws. I've talked about this before. Jaws to this day still scares me. Some of you would think, oh my god, you're so so silly. But it's a shark with a vendetta. <laughs> and and even now and then I'll have nightmares about the shark. And You want to talk about gory? I mean, that's pretty gory compared to a traditional horror film. This is this is a, a film about a shark. And then and at the same time, misunderstandings about the shark. You know? But as a little kid, seeing that, I think it was seeing that other little kid getting eaten scared the shit out of me it truly did and that's Steven Spielberg um, Steven Spielberg became you know the blockbuster the, the man of the blockbuster and then later was eclipsed by his good friend George Lucas with Star Wars the summer blockbuster but here we are it's day before Halloween I'm just out and about getting some things taken care of you know, um, oh God, I said the dreaded word. I, I try to break myself of it. I'm also trying to avoid in and out because they've been having some issues and I don't want to politicize this because they seem to want to politicize a burger. And that's um, interesting. I know that people have been posting about the move into Florida and hey, if you want to do that, good riddance. We've got other burger places out here. Because I know that a lot of my friends on the East Coast, they haven't had In-N-Out. And now, probably when they go to Florida, they can have it. It's in Vegas, too. And and Texas, I believe. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I could be right. But that's unimportant at this moment. Because it's Halloween. Well, it's the day. It's it's Eve. It's the big 3-0. October 30th. But not just Halloween itself, but I'm also interested in Dias de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. The Day of the Dead, which is two nights <laughs> in Latin America. Yeah. I had known about it. you got to understand, I, I didn't grow up knowing too much about it. My grandmother didn't tell us about it. Uh, I kind of learned about it in college. Yeah. So, because we got to remember, I'm half Mexican. I'm not full. The other half of me is Portuguese. And, you know, we do our traditional Halloween. I mean, you got candy. I remember my grandmother 
the Mexican grandmother. She had this big cauldron filled with candy in the neighborhood. The neighborhood kids knew to go to her house. And then if they want to get scared, my uncle would say, got, got any candy? Or we don't have any. We're fresh out. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't really talk about the Day of the Dead. Dias de los Muertos. She more so... It was Halloween. There was a lot of the traditions. Yes, food-wise, I, I am totally aware of my the Mexican tradition of food. And the pastries. Oh, there's an in-out right there. But... I wouldn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about Day of the Dead. I think it was because my grandmother was originally from Mexico. So this was her new country. And she'd worked hard to get to this country. And those traditions like Day of the Dead, we were just not told. And, and hey, you know, yeah. It's a Dr. Zeus film podcast. I'm often... You know, the films that, for me, represent Halloween, it's Jamie Lee Curtis on Halloween, The Exorcist, The Shining, and now Night of the Living Dead. I had never seen Night of the Living Dead up until recently. I'd always heard about it. And then, of course, you have The Walking Dead, and you have have moments such as that. You have moments such as that, which... In terms of films, and, and we could say that, you know, The Walking Dead is, is inspired by Night of the Living Dead. George A. Romero, whom I talked about last night on the Dr. Zeus film podcast. And then tonight, this, this, I also do music. I don't just talk about film because it's all, it's all relative. Is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's interesting to me because you've, we've got a diverse array of nominee uh inductees we've got the go-go's carol king tina turner todd rudengren the foo fighters ll cool j craft work uh yeah the black godfather we all know about him but LL Cool J and and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point to talk about LL Cool J because a lot of people like to talk shit about rap. It doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. And LL Cool J made a really good point. He said it's it's part of the role in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. It is a part of it. It's the angst and the the art form itself. It's from po- it's popular music. That's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, if you want to get literal and say, "Well, this doesn't belong in there," okay, Madonna's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Whitney Houston's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Johnny Cash is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Beastie Boys are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So whenever people who are in a bad mood, like Gene Simmons, oh, it doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Okay, well, it's in there, whether you like it or not. And I was thinking about next year's crop, whom I would like to see. I would love to see Wu-Tang Clan, because I love Wu-Tang. ODB. Wouldn't that be interesting? Get gets inducted for Wu and, and his solo stuff at the same time. It's a fantasy. But also ministry. I've talked about how you don't... Here, here last year, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted Nine Inch Nails. That's cool. I love Nine Inch Nails, and I love Trent Reznor. But you don't have... Nine Inch Nails without ministry. You just don't. So that's kind of funny on their part. Is that 
Okay, you're gonna induct Nine Inch Nails, but you have yet to nominate Ministry. Ministry, who obviously influenced many, many bands, including Nine Inch Nails. And I wanted to stress that before we dive into some films and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it, it's controversial. It is. It's often called the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame. Motorhead is not in there. There's a lot of people who aren't in there. And a lot of blues people who... The blues influence popular music. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... If you're going to put Madonna in there... Okay. Some people would argue, what about Mariah Carey? Well, okay. If you're going to put LL in there... um. Mm, all right. Why not a Tribe Called Quest or De La Soul? These bands are very influential. The Roots, Erica Badu. Erica Badu, 25 years ago, she put out On and On. On and On originally came out in 1996, and the album came out in 1997. So she she's due. She's due in terms of getting in there. But it doesn't always happen that way. It isn't always it's it yeah they have a fan vote but the fan vote how much of that really tallies up and then we have people that we can count on hopefully to kind of break that mold such as tom morello and Questlove, who are part of the nominating committee i would love to see raging as the machine in there and then i was thinking about as we shoot back to films horror films the soundtracks to horror films you've of course rob zombie Rob Zombie went on to direct films, but also musically. Okay, House of a Thousand Corpses, that song Pussy Licker, uh, The Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects for me, now that's a classic. And I remember watching that in the theater with uh, some friends from college, including, I want to give a shout out to James. Um, who he was one of the people I saw Devil's Rejects. We had both seen okay, I saw House of a Thousand Corpses after seeing Devil's Rejects, but then I had seen um, Devil's Rejects, then House of a Thousand Corpses, and then last year or the year before 2019, I watched Three from Hell, which sucked. And then I remember last year, James said, I watched it. Why didn't you tell me it was horrible? I said, I tried to tell you how shitty it was. And I talk about that because Rob Zombie puts the gore in Halloween, okay? And so that that's that's a, a brownie point I could give him. Now, for the Halloween movies, no. The Halloween movies that he did, some people like them. I found them very kind of messy and de- dejected and... Uh, yeah, I... I mean, there's no, there is a Laurie Strode, but then it kind of strays to a different avenue that I don't think any of us really saw coming. So, and and I'm not trying to, this is a film podcast and, and a music podcast. I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate. I have watched the Rob Zombie films, though. And I remember right before I saw the, you know, Halloween 2018 I had watched the Rob Zombie movies because I think AMC was playing them and this was 2018 and it was leading up to Halloween Halloween is such a magical time and you have films like 
The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is this beautiful mixture of Halloween and Christmas. And you have these characters, Oogie Boogie and Jack and Sally, and it's part of Halloween, but also Christmas. So you can have, for me, if I want to represent Halloween, it's all about chocolate and peanut butter. Chocolate and peanut butter, for me, those are the staples of candy and celebration and magical moments and um we're gonna i'm gonna take a break okay and we're gonna dive back into some more films and so dr zeus film podcast we'll be right back after these messages So we're back to Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm fed just like those zombies in Night of the Living Dead. I I did talk about last night how a, a part of me, because I've never seen it, I am a virgin. <laughs> Funny word. To that film. I know that did George, I think also Romero also did uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original. The original. The original, that's dark. We've all seen the remake. We've all seen the remake. You've got Ving Rhames. Who else do you have in that movie? The the dad from Modern Family, who kind of looks like Dracula. Yeah. (laughs) I thought I would talk about that. And... Also, the other icons within the Halloween canon. You've got Dracula, and we talked about that last night. Gary Oldman is Dracula, Bella Lugosi, Christopher Lee. So many people have played Dracula. The Thing, Invasions of the Body Snatchers. In fact, last night there was a 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland and uh, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I didn't know that. I, I figured he just did Star Trek, but yeah. And then I know a lot of Star Trek aficionados. This is their time of the year to dress up, eat that candy. I remember one year I went. I was invited to a Halloween party thrown by my friend and former professor, and she loves Star Trek and Star Wars. I remember one year they had like a Halloween thing. At the college that I went to and worked, and she was Palpatine <laughs> with with the uh, cloak. So I want to give her a shout out. I give a lot of shout outs on this show, and then of course, you know, my goal is to I've heard Jason Almy and Christina talk about going go to uh, Massachusetts for the Halloween. There's like a celebration thing there. I don't know if they're going this year. Uh, I've heard them talk about that. So yeah, it's it's been a very interesting time. As I said earlier, for me, it's all about chocolate and peanut butter. I keep it simple. I love candy. And and health-wise, I'm not supposed to have a lot of candy. I, I do have sugar-free candy, but I still have a candy bar. I still want that candy bar. And the sugar-free candy bars... So every now and then... I'll go to this really cool... Oh, that reminds me. I should have gone today. K. 
candy store in Amadora County. It's a little town called Jackson in the foothills. And they have this really cool uh, candy store that's run by this, this family. And they have fudge. And they have sugar-free candy. But every now and then, I will get a candy bar. And they have these really cool candy bars that are very expensive. And I'll get them. And, and those are my Halloween traditions. And, and it doesn't hurt that I have nieces and nephews who want to trick-or-treat. And we're going to get our candy. And I'm going to go with them tomorrow. And that that is the... That's our tradition right there. As a family. And also my friends. And just dressing up. And I think I'm going to dress up as um, Jack Pumpkinhead from... The Nightmare Before Christmas. So those are Halloween traditions. Film-wise, traditions. The Shining, A Clockwork Orange, Day of the Dead, or Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Coco, we could we could throw Coco into the mix, yeah. And so as always, unpleasant dreams. Tomorrow's Halloween. Have fun. <laughs>